We often look at life as having a beginning and an end. We also often view ourselves as separate from all that is around us. But what if we were everything around us? What if we came from and were made from the exact same building blocks of the entire universe? Well, that would change what we see as the beginning and the end. Welcome to Dad, Can You Hear Me? On this show, we aim to push the boundaries of what we believe and why, and question if what we know of reality is nothing more than an illusion. Samad recently lost his father during the pandemic, which has led him to question the concepts of birth, death, the afterlife, and the meaning of our existence. We are excited to have you with us as we explore all the possibilities that are here right in front of us in this reality. This is the Dad Can You Hear Me podcast. Please welcome the hosts of the show, Samad, Evan, and Daniel. Yeah, what's going on? Dad, can you hear me? Podcast, we back, we back. Yo, Ev, what's going on, bro? What's good? What's good? Good to see you, man. We've been, we, you know, we've been gone for about two weeks, man. But we back at it again, man. And um, we got a real good episode for for everyone, man. Um, it's a family affair today. We all cousins, man. Got my cousin Larlin on the phone. Larlin, what's good? What's good with you? Hi. What's up, everyone? <laughs> yeah, man. So it's a good thing, man. We 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 definitely wanted to bring Larlin on. Because um, she's had a lot of experiences traveling, living outside of the U.S. You know, and Dad, can you hear me? Of course. And just for listeners know, um, you know, this podcast is inspired by my dad. And both of them knew my dad. So, you know, I had, you know, he was close to both of them. So, you know, we, we had definitely had to get her on the podcast, man. But she's definitely had a lot of perspectives living outside the country, man. And, you know... As we push our consciousness and everyone self-reflects throughout the pandemic, there's a lot of lessons we learn, man. And one of the first ones I wanted to start with, Larlin, as a teacher, before 2020 hit, she actually had decided the year before to go to China, ironically, you know what I mean? So, like, can you start us off, what was it like living in China during the pandemic where... You know what I mean? Where coronavirus was originated. You know what I'm saying? Like, what was that experience uh, like? So, first off, like, the big thing was before, um, when things started to kick off, it was kind of like whisperings of, like, some type of virus going around. But um, what I learned living in China is a lot of times things are kept, like, from the public. So, it's almost like they... They don't tell us the full truth. So it was like played down big time. Like, oh, no, just a couple of people are sick from this market. Almost kind of like with food poisoning. And then, you know, out of nowhere, it just went bananas. And it was just like, it was spreading like wildfire. Um, and during that time, I we had just been released to go uh, to travel for Chinese New Year. So I wasn't technically in China at the time when like things really started to get uh, really bad. I was traveling around and myself and other colleagues had to have kind of have to make a choice on whether or not to go back into all of that or to stay out and wait till things, you know, calm down. Um, I stayed away as long as I could. And then it was, then China decided to shut down their borders. So it was kind of like I had to get back in before I was like, just locked out. Um, so the whole process of entering back into China was it was pandemonium because when I left, it was, you know, everybody was just normal. There was like, nobody was wearing masks. Nobody was, you know, everybody was just normal. And then going back into the, into China during that pandemic time, it was like people were in hazmat suits. People were, everybody was wearing masks. I mean, they, we sat on the plane for like three hours and they were taking people groups at a time. And um, then they were like writing down your information. They wanted to know every place you've been to. Um, what what your purpose was doing in China? Why are you trying to get back into China? It was it was just a, it was almost like the world was ending, and um, they took us to like a facility, and at the facility that's where they did like the testing to see if we had the virus. And once we had the testing, they then had to check and make sure that wherever we were going to do our quarantine was a viable place. So uh, at that time, we could choose to either stay in a hotel or 
stay at our place of residence. And they have to verify with your landlord that there was nobody else living with you. Or if there was, they have to be quarantined too. And then like on this bus, they took us home to our like respective places. And once we were in our home, like they had like people in the hazmat suits, two nurses, a community doctor, like all these people making sure that, uh, you know, like the expectations, like you cannot leave your apartment. You have to take your temperature three times a day. Uh, if you order food, someone will bring it to you. Uh, you have to send a picture of your temperature. Like you take it and they have somebody to come actually take it for you um, every day. And then if you have any symptoms or you're feeling any type of way, you have to let them know. And it was so crazy because they put like a piece of tape outside my door. So I was like sealed into my apartment. And the only way I could like, I mean, I, did, I couldn't leave, but like if I needed food, I would order it and they would bring, like they would have someone bring it to me and it would take the tape off, open the, like I would open the door. They would like take it in and they would, they would like run. So that was like quarantine. Once I was out of quarantine, um, it was like a ghost town in Shanghai because I was living in Shanghai and Shanghai is a huge, is a major city with like millions of people. And to walk out and just like the streets were quiet, barely any cars driving, barely anybody out. It was just a very eerie feeling to say the least. Um, and I mean, over time things kind of like started to ease up a bit, but as a foreigner in a foreign country, they treat us, they treated us different. They treated us as if we were the cause for the virus. So, you know, it, it, it was a thing of people would on the Metro, they would pull their mask over their, like, they would like pull them, make sure they had like their mask on. They would get up and move. Um, if you'd like just cough, like to clear your throat, like it was like, people like looked at you like you were like, you had the plague. So it was, it was definitely intense to say the least, but I would say from that time to the time I left, it was completely different. Um, like the only time you really need to wear a mask was on the Metro. Uh, and as a teacher, like I didn't need to wear a mask in the classroom with the kids. Uh, the kids weren't wearing masks anymore. Uh, our temperatures, temperatures were still being taken, but it wasn't as strict as it was in the beginning. And also anytime a, a tick, an uptick of cases happened in China, like they would go in full lockdown mode. It would just, it would go back to how it was in the beginning. Like they would quarantine a whole community uh, they, and they would make sure everyone got tested. Uh, it, Yeah. So it was, it was a bit stressful. <laughs> now I'm listening to what you're saying. You said it felt like the end of the world. I mean, yeah, that, that was, yeah, it was just a very eerie, eerie vibe. It was like that, like that calm before the storm kind of thing. Like, it's just kind of like, it's a bit unsettling. Sure. Sure. I mean, I feel like that's the vibration that, you know, pretty much the whole world experience, you know what I mean? Cause it, it was like, an yeah, end, it was like the end mm -hmm. of the world to a, to a degree, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. Especially being in like the eye of the storm that, that definitely must've been like, especially unsettling. Like, yeah. I can't even imagine. Oh yeah. But it sounds like there's a sense of you that transformed from it. Like, can you talk about like oh. when you when you uh, traveled? Because you know that's how life is, right? Since Dad, yeah. can you hear me? You know, you know what I'm saying. Um, when it comes to spirituality, you know, it's one of those things that in the spiritual community they actually say there is no death, right? Like, so it just appears when somebody dies, or some type of ending, or some type of you know what I mean? Reset or eerie, but it's just a transformation. So with that being said, do you, did you, did you feel your transformation catapult after that? Cause I know, you know, when you said you was going to different countries, I know you explored a lot of Southeast Asia. Can you talk about that? Yeah. So, um, definitely traveling to these countries with, um, different, you know, religions that I grew up believing. Um, it, it definitely left a, a lasting impact on me. Um, during that time of the pandemic, I traveled to Myanmar. And I would say 
um, I know the the religion there is uh, Buddhism, and it's a, a particular type of Buddhism. Um, I'm not particular on the name on of it, but um, they it was just a. It's kind of hard. I can't even put it into words the feeling I had being there, and especially a lot of the temples um, I was I had the opportunity to go to, and there was this one temple in particular. And me, me and Mar, it's called the Swedagon Pagoda. It just, I, I want to say that was the beginning of a, a huge transformation for myself, like with getting into meditation and um, getting into yoga and just really uh, working, doing that work on my inner self and getting into Reiki and all of that. Um, I feel like that was kind of like that, that moment where, I'd start to see a shift because when I left that pagoda, it was like a sense of calm, calming, a sense of peace that I had never felt before. And I, I, it's like I said, it was just indescribable. And just to be able to be there and to like, like take in that, that, that opportunity and to, and to be there and be present. That was a big thing. Just being present. It was it was it was life cha- life changing for sure, um, and all of these countries that I've been to Thailand, Cambodia, Vietnam, Indonesia, um, even even Malaysia, like their practice of their faith, it's 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 something to see, you know, because it's not just it, it, it's it's something that definitely unites them, and it's there's a lot of beauty in it, and. It's it's interesting because in the states there is a lot of religion, but you don't see the same thing. You see more conflict, mm. and um, I, I don't know. I just it's just something to it just showed me that we people can coexist and be okay. Like you don't have to kind of put it out there like one is better than the other. And I think also through those going to those countries and being there, I realize that I'm more spiritual. I'm not, I don't consider myself Baptist. I don't consider myself Catholic. I just consider myself a very spiritual person because I feel like I, I can take bits and pieces from all of, all of those religions and, you know, find what works for me. Sure. Facts. Yeah, no, I mean, um, that's, uh, that's amazing that you were able to, to get that from like taking in all these different religions and I'm sure you maybe even grew up, you know, maybe like keying in on one and then like, you know, probably growing up later in life and like being exposed to all these religions and finding like commonalities between all of them. Um, Oh yeah. It's definitely, there's a lot of commonalities, a lot of commonalities. Yeah. And I feel like they're all focused on one real centric idea. And I think that's, when you start keying in on the whole idea of spirituality in the first place and that there's uh, something more centric that um, people in the States don't really get to. Cause we, like you said, we end up kind of using religion to separate us. That's really interesting mm-hmm. that you saw that coexistence happening. Like it brings people together and not separates them. That must've been, yeah. must've been really fascinating. That's dope. That's dope. I mean, I think is in, in the East, you know, which I think is now is coming from the pandemic, the principle of like what we call in the spiritual world, feminine energy, it's called the divine feminine. Mm -hmm. It's more practiced and understood out there. So it's like cooperation, harmony, you know, in the, in in the West, Mm -hmm. in the West, since religion, from the dance, you know, since the beginning of time, we've been kind of conditioned for power and power is like a masculine thing, right? Like, you know, you, you compete, You know, you know, you, you grow up, you got to go to the best college, you got to do this, you, you got to get married. It's a real self-oriented thing. Not to say that it doesn't happen, you know, not to say it shouldn't happen, but everything is self-directed growing up in, like, America, and even on, on an unconscious level, you know what I mean? Like, since you're born, yeah. it's all to protect yourself or to move yourself forward. But, like, listening to what you're saying, mm-hmm. and when you go to the East... It's actually more about the community, but when you focus on the community, you actually yeah. focus on yourself. You know what I mean? And and it's not mm-hmm. like a you know like in the in the in the east, it's like yeah, let's focus on community, but it's still like a self interest kind of focus where you're like, 
you're putting your focus there, if that makes sense. Like, like listen to you, like in those yeah. temples, you don't have to do anything. You just have to exist. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, mm-hmm. it's called non-doership, right? Like, you're not actually doing nothing. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? You're not, you don't mm-hmm. have to put like mental focus. Like we're kind of like conditioned on the West to like, Oh, you, you want something? You got to put your mind to it. And you know, and that's fine. You know what I mean? Like right. being hardworking in that. But like a lot of times that principle takes you away from spirituality because if you are always thinking you have to work for everything, what do you need God for? Yeah. 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 You know what I mean? Like, it's definitely like a more minimalist, and I'm sure you probably saw that um, traveling all over Asia, like more of a minimalist um, approach to, to thinking and spirituality um, and more just focusing on yeah. self and community and people. Like, you know, we, we live we mm-hmm. live in the United States, me and Samaya, where like we have mega churches, you know, like that, that concept is probably mm-hmm. ridiculous, you know, on the other side of the world. Um, like even yeah, inserting sure. something so capitalist on something as uh, as sacred yeah. as religion, um, we end up making religion yeah. a lot more sacrilegious than it should be. Um, but yeah, no, that, that, that's that, that must have been really interesting to to see as well. Like just being happy with less and learning that you can be. Um, I'm sure traveling to temples and yeah, you know, it's probably just super barren and it's just people you know, praying and, 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 you know, kind of focusing on themselves. Um, must've been really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It was like the, the, the self liberation, like that's the big thing, like trying to attain your self liberation and just being free from the, the things on the outside that try to control us, you know, and just focusing on like, you know, yourself and like, but yourself in a way of like not trying to get ahead but yourself in a way of like making sure you're at peace and you find happiness and it's not in things. It's not in, you know, money. Cause like, even when I think about like churches at home, you know, like we're doing offerings, money, yeah, you know, ties. and then when you, mm-hmm. you yeah, ties and offerings. And when you go to these other countries, like their offerings are like, it's food, hmm. you know, it's, you know, it's, it's a particular type of plant. Like, you know, it's, it's not like, like monetary things, you know, it's, it's, it's like things that have like meaning, you know, it's just, it's just a different, like it's similar, but it's just a different take on it. And it's like you said, it's like the simplistic, simplistic approach. Like it's very simple, you know, and it's almost kind of like who, who they're believing in. It's like, they know their heart, you know, it's not about the money and not about, you know, all that materialistic things. It's like the heart you know, the soul. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, which is, you know, I I mean, I think that's the thing. Like, you know, in those countries, they understand the heart and the soul. And because it's like, we don't really understand the self because I think Mm -hmm. the capitalistic part is fine after you understand the self. But in this country, we're so conditioned to not understand the self and we're always on survival mode. So like, when it comes to like religion and all these things, it's always like, Hey, it's either somebody's trying to get something from us or we look at like, Oh, they're trying to take, what are they trying to get from me? Right? Like, so there's always this. Exactly. Yeah. So it's always this push pull, but like when you Mm -hmm. get into heavy spirituality, like myself, you start operating outside of time and space, if that makes sense. So like, is is, is it? Yeah, for sure. So, like, you don't, there's no push-pull. Like, you're like, okay, you know what I mean? Like, whatever, you know, I believe in God or, you know, this, like how you said conflict. The reason why America is so much a conflict because it's such a push-pull relationship in America because it's so egocentric. It's You know what I mean? Like, it's like everything is... is give it's and take. A, Yeah, it's all give and take because it's capitalism because it's based on survival. Like, capitalism is not necessarily bad because okay people want to make money and everyone's rewarded but like Mm -hmm. when you live in like that kind of society it's hierarchy hierarchical i'm you know what i mean like so it's like yeah your happiness is a projection like everyone in america lives in their Mm -hmm. mind like you said before present america's not really present that's why it was so hard for people Mm -hmm. you know what i mean when when the pandemic hit and they said yo you got to stay in your house People went crazy. 
Because in America, yeah. you, your, your salvation is outside of yourself. It's outside your home. Mm-hmm. I got to go do something. I got to, I got to be busy. I got to feel like I'm productive. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, mm-hmm. I got to be productive. I got to do things. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, everything yeah. is outside of yourself. Like, so at the end of the day, that's why so many people during the pandemic is like, but see, coronavirus came in and it was like, yo, you have to quarantine by yourself. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yo, you know what I mean? Like, you can't, it was so hard. It was so scary. People, you know, transitioned or they were sick by themselves, which is so scary, but like, in 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 a, in a Eurocentric country like America, like to be by yourself is like is 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 unheard of. Versus like in those other countries, yeah, you know what I mean. Those monks monks could be in a can be hibernating for like three months in like a tree, mm-hmm. yeah, longer than that. Yeah, longer than that. Yeah. Like you know what I mean. Yeah. So like mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Like so for us being by yourself, what you were saying, the authentic self, which is what the peace part of you is like, and really. Yourself is just means no thoughts. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like the reptile mind, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. always thinking, always moving. You know what I mean? And you know, what's so interesting is traveling to these countries. I had definitely had to like, like I have to change my way of thinking for sure. Because I even think of like when you were saying like the push, like the, the, you know, the push and pull, like the, the, you know, always expecting something, you know, I, when I was in Thailand, I went to this temple and it's a very popular temple. And when I walked up, this guy was just like, Hey, and I was like, Hey, <laughs> and he was like, where are you from? And I was like, Texas. And he was like, oh, okay. And he was like, you're here to see the temple. I'm like, yeah. And he was like, you know, just helping me like get to the entrance and everything. And I was just like expecting him to want something. And it was just pure, like, have a good time, have a good day. Like it was just, he, he didn't want anything. And I'm just like, I'm so used to seeing people do things because they want something in return, you know? And it was just, it was very like refreshing. That was like my, like my first, that was like my first full day uh, in Southeast Asia. And I was like, yo, like that just like rocked my world. (laughs) Because I'm like, I don't know this man from Adam, you know? And he just, he was just so nice. And it got to a point traveling around where I would even be embarrassed when I met other people from the state because of how they, how they brought such an, that, an ugly side of America over to these countries that have so much beauty and so much kind of like purity and innocence. Like, you know, it's almost kind of like I saw people, they were like, Oh, I want this now. Like you, you need to do this for me now. And it's just like, like it, it was just, it was very just, I just like, didn't like it. I was like, like you, you shouldn't be acting like this with people. Like they're human beings. Why are you treating them like this? Like they're being so kind, you know? And it just, it, it definitely transformed my way of thinking. And I was like, you know, like it, it's, it's like, they're not looking for anything. They just want community. They just want to talk. They just want to get to know people. They're just open. And I feel like that also pushed me to be even more just open and getting to know more people, you know, because it's just like, how else do you learn and grow? Like, that's what, like, enriches their lives is getting to know people, communicating with people. It's those little things that I think in America we take for we take for granted for sure. Definitely, definitely. I mean, in America, we we are overwhelmed with this this umbrella all over the country of this sense of entitlement. Um and I'm sure, you know, it kind of carries over when you travel, you know, and like mm-hmm. in, other, in other countries, um, that's pretty much like the last thing in their mind. I think they just focus on being grateful um, and, mm-hmm. and being present. Like Lexima was saying earlier, you know, like in America, we get so caught up in dwelling on the past or, you know, in the pandemic, we were so worried about the future, like what we got to do next and what isn't being done. And I think they're just happy to exist in the right now. Um, and be happy exactly. with the people around them and not expecting the like the universe owes you something because the universe owes you nothing. Um, and I think yeah, exactly. when you can find humility and gratefulness and what the universe has given you um, and actually, you know, be conscious and aware of what it's given you, um, you, you probably start to find peace. And uh, yeah. I'm sure that was that was really, really interesting. And not to say that you, you came with any entitlement, but yeah. I'm sure like 
just being American, you you come with a little yeah. bit of it. You know what I'm saying? We um, do have a sense of entitlement in a way. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not a bad thing. I mean, it's just conditioning. Like it's you know, it's like your product of your environment. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? So if we're all from America, exactly. But, right, exactly. But like like Evan was saying, like the universe owes you nothing. I mean, but nothing is who you are. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I, I look at like you know on YouTube and. You know, of course, if we all look at our stories of favorite rappers and favorite athletes, Michael Jordan. But, like, you know, over the pandemic, I pushed myself and, like, I listed, like, favorite astronauts. You know what I mean? Like, something I, that's totally out of my yeah. right? And, like, when you listen to an astronaut, it goes back to what Evan was saying about nothing in the universe. When you go in space and you look at mm-hmm. Earth, all you see is nothing. Like, so the experience yeah. of Earth... Is like consumption, right? Like Earth is material, mm-hmm. right? Like so, you want to consume. That's what the uh, you know what I mean. That's your that's the experience on Earth is to accumulate to get as much as you can. But like he's saying, the universe wants you nothing. The more that you can live without the minimalistic kind of thing, the better you feel. That's why, like mm-hmm. when you were in those Southeast countries, you said right, they don't expect anything because. Expecting something is still material. It's still stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not physical stuff, mm-hmm. but it's stuff in your thoughts. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. You can never really... And, like, you think about it. If you see a baby, they're the most happy kids. You know why? They don't expect anything. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like so, They don't. And they're happy yeah. with just about everything. Huh? And they're happy with just about exactly. everything. Exactly. They are. Them. Exactly. Because that's our natural state. Yeah. You mm-hmm. go to some of these poor countries... They're yep. some of the happiest people, but like, so it's not a bad, the one good thing about being American, you do have access to making money, you know, elevating yourself. But like, that's the negative thing we never realize until you go other places that that's the, that's the curse too. Yeah. Because once you get something, yeah, exactly. you, you entitled to think you, you always get you expect it. it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. definitely yeah. spoiled with opportunities yeah. for sure. Definitely spoiled, bro. Yes, exactly. Yeah, for sure. Do you feel like that's how you found peace, like um, being in China in the middle of a global pandemic, like just going to all these temples and really getting in touch with your spirituality? I'm sure being in China during something like that was out of this world. So it was like that pretty much how you found peace and, and um, find, find your center, I guess. Yeah, um, I did a, like a, a yoga retreat. Um, and it was all about, like, that was my first introduction into like meditation and, um, just really like, like I said earlier, being present and really focusing on, you know, what you are in control of releasing what you can't, what you can't control. Um, you know, working on the inner self, you know, what is causing you distress and like kind of pinpointing, getting down to like the root of it. And, um, you know, obviously when you're quarantining, I mean, you, you have all that time on your hands hmm. and then like a cup on top of that, that retreat, like it just, it really, it just really pushed me to kind of get more in touch with and tuned with myself and just focus on that. And then from that, I snowballed into getting into Reiki and really focusing on my energy and, um, understanding that my energy is like currency, you know, it's, it's, it's like, you know, like who's, who's depositing into my energy and who am I depositing my energy into? Like, where's that currency exchange and that energy exchange happening? And, um, you know, if I'm feeling, if if I'm having bad energy, like where's that stemming from and how can I help? Like, how can I get, you know, I'm going to say get rid of it, but work through that. Um, so I, I definitely think that my time in China, um, and like that retreat, if anything, definitely that kicked it all off. Like where, like I, like put, I guess put a name to what the, the transformation I was going through, and just really getting in tune with that. Hmm. Um, and uh, I would say it, it just it snowballed, especially once I got into Reiki. It definitely snowballed, and um, I'm still working on my Reiki. I'm only like re- level two, so I'm working on like. So I can become like level three. Um, but that also got me into my chakras, you know, and seeing where I was blocked in my chakras and 
why I was blocked in those chakras. And it just, yeah, it, it, it definitely pushed me to be more at peace with myself. And I would say the, the, the biggest one was probably walking meditation. Walking meditation is, I, I practice that daily. You know, I, I just zone out everything. I just focus on my breath. I focus on my, like, on, like, my walk. And it's just, it just kind of, it just, it calms me. It just brings me back. Like, I'm, like I feel more centered when I, like, do my walking meditation. So, yeah, all of that just definitely in, impacted that. And, I mean, it just, it's definitely changed my outlook on so many things. And I'm very grateful for it. <laughs> That's what's up, man. I mean, you can hear it, man. I think... That's the one thing, you know, that's the one thing COVID did. Like, you know what I mean? Like, when I look at COVID, I I look at him, you know, he he came in, you know, him or she, they came and brought destruction. But through that destruction, Mm it brought on the transformation of people, man. Like, you know, I look at, you know, I'm a type of person, I kind of tend to look at, listen to podcasts on, you know, the history of like pandemics and, infectious diseases and all that, you know, you look at Dr. Fauci, you know what I mean? This is a guy who's been a part of HIV and coronavirus. And and both of them have been HIV and coronavirus have both helped in a negative way, helped shift humans to a different dimension that they were, they weren't beforehand. They could brought a a sense Mm -hmm. of awareness, right? So, like, if you look at coronavirus, it's like, like you said, people ha- started to meditate, focus on their inner breath, because on the other side, you have to be conscious of your breath, because if you breathe into the wrong person, you can catch it, right? You know what I mean? So it's like, mm-hmm. it, it, it affected the respiratory system, you know what I mean? So it's like, now it's like people are more aware of their breath, people will get more aware, of, and their breath is their life, right? Because when you look in... If you look in the Bible and spirituality, like the breath represents life. Yeah. Right. So it's like now you like look at life in a different way, just like AIDS. When AIDS came out, it was an attack on what the body, you know what I mean? Like, so it's like before that, maybe people weren't conscious of what they were doing with their physical body. You know what I mean? So this thing called AIDS comes and it, and it ravages, even though it was, directed towards the homosexual community, but at the same time, it helped evolve awareness to the homosexual community. You know what I mean? Because before HIV, no one, like gay was something you never even brought up. So after the eighties, it came about then that, then for the, you know, until from, from the eighties to now, the whole, you know what I mean? You know, you've seen the whole era of homosexuality come to the forefront where it was like maybe before, it wasn't, you know what I mean, addressed. Just like now with the pandemic, it's like there was a lot of things that coronavirus made us focus as people that maybe we were ignoring, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that that's what these things are doing. You know, they cause, I mean, you see deaths and there's a lot of destruction, but like it is, on one sense, you see it's definitely trans, forcing people to evolve, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, no, that's interesting. Um, I think COVID definitely brought to the forefront like xenophobia, like people just treating foreigners a certain way and like not treating people equally, like with this uptick of like attacks on Asians and stuff. And like just assuming you can blame, you know, any pandemic on like a culture and just like a random Asian person on the street had something to do with COVID is just stupid. Um, And like, you know, I think it also, you know, brought like some more attention to like, just the disparity of like income and, and wages and how that um, affects pandemics and like the just disease and like people of color and people of like disadvantaged communities and the fact that it was disproportionately affecting people of color. Um, sure. You know what I'm saying? And like, I'm sure that brought a little bit more attention to the fact that that matters and why oh, sure. it matters. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Because and it's like, like, you know what it is? It's human beings. It's, it's part of like the process of being a human you don't change until you're forced to. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know yeah. what I mean? It's part of design. And then, like, to me, in my brain, I look at it like that's how God designs it. Like, For God, sure. God is an intelligent, you know what I'm saying, energy, like Lalin was saying. And he knows 
through through him or she, whoever he is, knows that the human being is not going to want to evolve unless forced to. Yeah, no, it's it's beyond intelligence. It's omniscience, <laughs> right? Like he he knows everything. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? exactly, like he, exactly, exactly. He he knew, like you said, like that we weren't gonna notice inequality until we had to. You know what I'm saying? Right. And like yeah. we had to have a global pandemic to like really look at things and like with the whole George Floyd situation, right. like that was on everybody's screen because nobody was leaving the damn house. So it's exactly, like exactly you you, yeah, exactly. you you know we get put in these kind of situations where we're all forced to really look at mankind and like see it for what it is, and uh, that's that's some omniscient shit. You know what I'm saying? He he knew what he was doing. Oh sure, you know everything yeah, because. All this stuff is already written, bro. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. this is like, you've seen science fiction movies. Like, we literally experienced science fiction movies. Like, there's nothing, like Nia said, there's nothing really new under the sun. Yeah, for sure. You know for what sure. I mean? It's just, it's just like, the question is like, when? Yeah. Like, when is it going to happen? We never know. And that's part of the process of being human is that you never know. He, But God knows. It's not. It's not a plan you're meant to understand. I think it's more just being grateful there is a plan in the first place. Right. Because and if you're right, knowing right. that there's structure and knowing that there's reasons behind things, you know, and like not being like so like ungrateful and like feeling like everything's an attack on you, and like maybe seeing the the betterment in things. Like, oh, maybe there's there's more to this than I realize. Like, maybe there's a deeper plan in place that the universe. Just can't communicate back to me, but I got to see it for myself. Yeah, because I think that keeps you fluid, like Larry yeah. was saying. Like, like Larry was saying, like for growing. Like, if you already know the answer, why would you want to grow? Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's, you know what I mean? As humans, we want, of course, we want to have like predictability and we want to know what's in front of us. But like, that shit gets, that shit gets flat, yo. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it gets, we kind of, as human beings, we kind of get bored. We do, we do. I mean, that's why we invent things that make everything easier, but, like, everybody wants, like, a calculator letter life where you just type in a couple buttons and you get the answer, but that would, that would make life pretty boring. I don't know. Yeah. Oh. It's real talk, man. I, I also think um, another thing that was, the, the pandemic brought to like in a major way with mental health Absolutely. I, and like, cause I feel like there's such a stigma and there's such a, like a, a negative connotation put on that. And I feel like it just like snowballed because people are actually looking at that and realize, or even just being okay with like, Oh, I have a therapist. Oh, I go to therapy. Oh, you know, I'm not okay. Or I have anxiety. You know, it's just, it, it, I feel like it just really put a focus on that, which I think is and so important because people don't think they don't think that the mental has an effect or has a an impact, and it does it has a major impact on your whole well being. It, it definitely plays a part in like your soul. It plays a part in your emotional well being as well. Like it, it just it's all connected. Absolutely, Absolutely. it's 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 mind, body, spirit. At the end of the day, you know they're all interlocked. Exactly. You know what I'm saying, and it's like. Their mental health is just as paramount as your physical health because they both impact each other, you know, and like, exactly. yeah, you're definitely right. It definitely exposed it completely because I think people who are at their loneliest probably they've ever been in their life, you know, and like, um, exactly. you really start to look at a lot of things that you're going through. And I think a lot of people probably were looking <laughs> to therapists. Um, and like you said, you're being more transparent about it. Um, right. On some Charlemagne shit, you know he always talking. Nah, about I see. That. He's he's a big advocate for it, man. Yeah, he is. He is yeah, and that's somebody I've like seen publicly because I think back to like listening to the the, the Breakfast Club like back in the day, mm-hmm. and listen and, like and listen to him speak. Now I'm like, dude, he's completely different to me. You know, like I can tell you, there's a lot of growth and a lot of like just a transformation. You know. Sure, sure. I mean, you know, I think the thing is like. We've been conditioned to think that, you know, it goes back to the masculine thing again. You know what I mean? The whole principle is like, yo, if you have mental problems, you you show vulnerability, you're weak. You know what I mean? So I think the pandemic is people Mm -hmm. breaking out of it because this is the thing. And I'm a person that went to school for psychology, you know, and it's like 
if if we call it like we're talking God, if God gave you emotions, like how could something, you know what I mean? Like how could something be anything other than what it is? You know what I mean? Like you were you were born with emotions. You were a kid, you cried. But see, the thing about the ego is like, you know, it, it, it takes a snapshot of its environment and then it makes a, a judgment of something right and wrong. You know what I mean? And see, that's where started when you was in school and you know the teacher told you you got a bad grade you know what i mean or you know what i mean or it could have been racist or something you know what i mean like something that separated you from your natural state you know what i mean and that's really what like all this stuff stems from you know you know what i mean like these are the things that you you start to get conditioned on what's right and what's wrong and so then what happens is it starts to affect you negatively as human beings, because collectively you all start to share these, these certain values. You know what I mean? Because hmm. you know what I mean. Like at the end of the day, if Larylyn's having mental illness problems, hey man, that's a struggle of her own. But the fact is, it's like it was the judgment that ref- that held Larylyn or whoever yeah. from getting back. Which is in judgment, it has to do with other people looking at you. It never had to do with mm-hmm. you. You know what I mean? And that was like what we're breaking out of. We're breaking out of judgment because that's the thing that's held. Yes. That's what's held us enslaved for so long is, is this perception because even racism is a form of judgment. You know what I mean? Oh, I'm white. So I'm powerful. You're black. You're not like, these are all like assumptions. It's not reality, but like it's, it's been, it's been, it's happened so much over the last five, 600 years of religion how you say conflict that people start to believe these judgments as this is the way it is. You know what I mean? And that's what like, like you said, when you're in the East, they don't have judgment as much, at least in that way. You know what I mean? I agree. Yeah. A hundred percent. So, you know, yeah. yeah, no, it's like, um, people really just need to like stop caring. I know it's not an easy statement, but people really need to stop caring what other people think about them. Like you will, just leap light years ahead in mental health like realizing that first because once you do that all you'll focus on is well how you think of yourself not how others think of you and like it's true that's that's really where you find inner healing is like not worrying about other people's perception and only worrying about your own no you're right at the end of because you know what that's really what mental illness yeah because you know because you know what that's really what mental illness is you know i mean let's just keep it a buck Mental illness really is when your perception of yourself, when you give more weight to things outside of your control than you do to the things within your control. So like how Larry was saying in self-healing, that's why people are happier now because they're focused on what makes them happy. Yeah. But like mental illness is when you, you know, and it's, it's, it's by design, right? Like the universe, God doesn't want, or whoever, you know, the system, doesn't want you not to love yourself. So when you when you're not loving yourself, you feel sick. Yeah. Just like your body. If you yeah. don't take care of your body, you get sick. So like if you don't eat right, you know what I mean? Like you can have, you know, it can lead to disease and this and that. Like this this thing called life is And that was that was I'm sorry, go ahead. That that was my I was just saying like that was my that was like a huge transformation for me was when I started to work on my inner self, like the outer changed. Yeah. Just automatically. Health improved. You know, people are just like, like they're like, your energy is like on fire. And I'm just yeah. like, it is? Like, you know, like it, it just, it, it was just truly that work on the inside and that, that, and working on like my mental, like that's what, you know, have, you know, attributed to the transformation on the outside, you know? And, it was just so powerful to let go of all that, you know, I wonder what people are going to think about this. I wonder if what people would say about this or if I do this and do that, you know, even when, even just for me to say, like, I'm spiritual, I'm not Baptist. I'm not non like I'm a spiritual person. I have my faith. I have my beliefs. I practice how I want to practice, like to have like control and power in that, like that, it, that was just, that, that was just like when my mom was just like, pew, like, yo, I'm on some new type of stuff right now. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm just right. a new, I'm in a new place, you know? Yeah. And it, it, it just all stemmed from, 
said, like self-love, like loving yourself. And I didn't realize how much I didn't love myself. I didn't like myself until I started to, to take on that journey. Right, right, right. I mean, that's the thing. I think I think majority of people, I think that's part of the human, that's part of being human, of not loving yourself, right? Like, I think that's... Yeah, the, yeah. I mean, that's the design, right? Like, that's how God set it up. Or whoever, the universe. It's like, until you realize that... But I also think it's how society sets up. For sure. Well, for sure. That, yeah, know, well, like, sure, because society... That's the impact they play. Well, yeah, well, that's... When, when I say that's how God set it up, because he knows... That the society is the external world, so it's like he knows yeah. that most people are gonna get attracted by the external world, right? Like it's like a kid, mm-hmm. like you, you see the flashing lights. That's really what the Adam and Eve story is. The whole biting mm-hmm. the apple is like is forty is like Forty Second Street in New York City. You see the lights, you see Vegas. Oh, that looks fun. Ah, then you go there. <laughs> You have fun after a while, then you get drained, you get burnt, people rob you. You know what I mean? Like, you go to Vegas and the chicks cheat on you. Like, you you know what I mean? From all the fun things, then you finally say, you know what? I just want peace of mind, man. I don't really need all that, right? All I need is, like, maybe to go out in the cabin and just chill with my girlfriend or my loved ones. You know what I mean? But, like, you wouldn't know that in, until you had the contrast. You feel what I'm saying? You had to have the negative yeah. stuff. To appreciate. Because mm-hmm. you can't get to appreciation without having some type of contrast. You know what I mean? Mm. Which is what you said, society. Yeah. That's why it's all designed for your growth. Every single negative experience. And see, in America, we try to avoid negativity. We run away from it. Yeah. You know what I mean? We, we fight or flight. We think that. So we try to run away from a relationship. We get to another one. We try to move. We try to do this. We don't like something, we cut it off. But we don't understand. That's fine on a physical level, but on a universe level, energy can never be destroyed. You know what I mean? Like created or destroyed. Created or destroyed. So it's always yeah. there until you address yeah. it. So you can't run away from energy. Yeah. You know what I mean? And to piggyback on that, that was that was my main reason to move to China. Like all this crazy stuff happening at home, and I'm like, I'm about to get out. I'm like, I need to, I need to move. I need to go. But once I got there, I realized, yeah, you can't run from that. <laughs> right, right. You can't right. run with whatever you deal with. You know, like that doesn't stay in that in that last place you dealt with. Like it comes with you. It travels with you, no matter where you go. Exactly. You know, and it's it's up to you to do something about it because exactly. it's 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 it's, it's within <laughs> you. As you know, it's it's you can take away all the external forces, but if it's still in you, like that's what you need to work on. That's what you need to address. You have to address it. Like, it's okay though, because like you said, in, in negativity and in struggle, you, you find growth. That's that's really what it goes you do. down to at the end of the day. It's all it's for, man. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's hard to talk about it from from what we talking about because somebody was like, "You're not living it." Yo, I get it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I I've had all. You know, we've all went through things. Like, me even naming this podcast, Dad, can you hear me? Like, you know what I mean? My pops passed. Lylan's mom passed. You know what I mean? Like, so it's like we all go through things, but like you see that, but all these things, these contrast things shape you in a way, you know what I mean? Cause positivity shapes you don't get it twisted. But like a lot of times yeah. when people have positive experiences, they get so caught in the joy. They can like think that's, mm-hmm. that's like the norm, right? Like you think somebody who wins a championship yeah. in basketball, you know what I mean? Like if they never was got cut on a team or they was always given some that positive experience could, you know, I mean, you know, what I'm saying being can lead to entitlement if they're not really grounded. You know what I mean? Sure. Like it could For be sure. like, OK, so then they can expect like this is just the way it is. And not think that things are yeah. include highs and lows. Yeah, right. Like, they, right. Because it's like, OK, you like, OK, I appreciate these highs, man, because, yo, there's been times where I really had the lows like. That's the way, that's the way the, the, you know what I'm saying, the universe is designed. You can't, I mean, you can't appreciate something without having the contrast. Like, you can't wake up and, and love the sunny day and know, and not, and know in, in 12 hours it's going to be night. So yeah, I, I got to sure. enjoy this fucking sun. 
I mean, I, th- I think you got to mark every mm-hmm. negative experience as a chapter in your success story. You know, if someone were to write a book on your life, what would it look like? And it would be full of all these experiences that you went through. You look at successful people, they all have very similar painful beginnings. That's like a huge part of it. That's why they end up successful in the first place. So it's it's something that you got to like learn to relish in. And and find strength in because it's a lot like exercise, really. Like you know, like if you like trying to like finish a mile or like lift a really heavy weight, uh, it's gonna start out horrible. You know what I'm saying in the beginning, and eventually it gets easier. That's literally just like a big metaphor for life. You know, you just kind of keep going with something that's painful and difficult in the beginning, and eventually it'll get easier as a result of that. Yeah, because you know, like you said, you use a good, you know, what I'm saying analogy because it's like when it's painful in the sports. Some at the core of it, there's some type of belief that it will get better. Yeah, yeah. that I will master this. Yeah. Right, and that's that's like that that whole like the whole journey of like grief. I feel like yeah. now not, not to say like every day it's like you know oh I'm over it and I'm fine, but it's definitely it, it's it's the like as time has gone on, it's learning how to like cope and how to have a life with that in tow, you know, Absolutely. and just working through that and just moving forward. And, you know, at a point, like when I think back to when my mom first, like when she had just passed to now, I'm like, like it's such a flip because I started off with every day was a bad day with spots of good in it. And now I have more good days with some bad in it, you know? Right. And it, it's just, it, but that was all through, you know, time and that, that heartache and that pain and just working through that and going through that and kind of like, I'm going to say coming out on the other side of it, but just, you know, just like, sure. you know, a new perspective, sure, you know, sure. new, I mean, uh, I mean, that's what it is, man. Cause it's like, you know what it is. Like you said, I mean, that's what God is, is perspective, man. I mean, that's because to me, like in my spiritual mm-hmm. journey, like that's the only, to me, like I'm so outlandish with the spiritual stuff. Like I'm, I'm very heavy into it. So like, you know, some people might understand for when I come from, cause it's almost like physics. Like only thing I believe real is your perspective. Everything else to me mm-hmm. is like, I'm like Buddhist. Like everything else is changing. There's no constant in, in the universe except your perspective. So like, that's the only thing that matters. So like, even for me, person, like you said, like when my pops passed, same thing. You know what I'm saying? The days is rough, but like the one thing that helped me is is spiritual teachings where there is no such thing as separation. And so like me, I read a book called Course in Miracles and it actually says like the earth, your 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 experience on earth is a distraction because it makes you seem like everything's separate. But there's actually no separation when you get to the soul level because it's all one. It's just we're here, humans having a human experience for learning but then eventually we go back to the source which where we came from you know what i mean and you can only access source through meditation which is who really who you are but this is why it gets kind of tricky like a science fiction movie because then you start to realize like the outer world is not even real the only real world is in is inside your head that's why like Lylan was saying that's where the healing is now i'm not saying you can't get healed of course, you go to a doctor, you go to a therapist. So these are all like agents to help the healing. You know what I mean? But it's like, because, you know, but those are all physical ways. But like if the perspective is not there to help the physical help, then it really doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Like the only real mm-hmm. thing, the only real truth in spirituality is that the inside is the only thing that matters. Hmm. Because the outside is an illusion because there's always conflict. If that makes sense. Yeah. Because in, you, when you go through outer yeah. world, you're always seeing different contrasting ex- perceptions. You go to one country, they do this. You go here, you do this. So it can be kind of confusing. Say, like, oh, wait, like you said, Lalyn said she went to this country, she's seen this. They do this, they do this. Like humans by design do things differently. But the one thing that's the same is that they, everyone wants joy and happiness. That's like the one universal yeah. thing. Like, so, you know what I mean? 
Yeah. So it's like, it's hard to understand because everything in the physical world ages too. Hmm. The only youth is in the inside. Yeah. No, definitely. Definitely. I mean, um, perception um, seems to be like the one thing that can kind of dictate your reality for sure. Um, Because, you know, we all have our own unique perception. Like, you know, if something as simple as if 100 people watch a car crash, you'll hear 100 different stories. Sure. You know, and like, um, you know, you start to realize that how much that unique perception um, affects your own, like, evaluation of your own self. And if you can, like, get in touch into why your perceptions are the way it is, um, you can probably, you know, Find some some center, some grounding, I think, thinking your own self. No, you're right, because you think about it, perception is the thing that divides everyone. For sure. It's, it could be, if you look at it, it's police brutality. It's the perception of who this black man is. Yeah. Right? You know what I mean? Or even some simple as, do you get vaccinated or unvaccinated? This is a perception. Yeah, I yeah. mean, the whole anti-vax and pro-vax is, is all perception. It's all perception. Because, I mean, I would say yeah. 98% of the people that are anti-vax are probably not even scientists. So it's definitely perception, you know. It's all it's perception, like, right. They, 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 this is how would, I see it. Yeah, that's how they see it for their own survival. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you know what I mean? So it's like mm-hmm. perception is one of those things that I, sp- I spend hours on hmm. in my own life yeah. to kind of... Because that's the one thing that's non-physical. It's like you can't, it's not like you get a job. This perception is your own reality. Yeah. And that's why, you know, when you, when you go to like a spiritual class, heavy spiritual people, they say, yo, you create your own reality. Period. For sure. I mean, um, Buddhists, I think, are very in touch with their own perception, which is why they, they strip their reality completely, you know? And- sure. Find find yeah. healing and, and emptiness because I think you 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 end up getting really distracted and mentally overwhelmed when you just flood your perception with, with so much. Yeah, man, it was dope, man. Um, before we end up, uh, Lila, we do uh, we didn't get a chance to say, but can you? I know you're in Paraguay now, man. Can you just tell tell our audience before we wrap it up what you've been such a great conversation about your experience in Paraguay. Um, so, um, Paraguay so far has been, um, very lovely. Like the people are very kind. Um, it's very, as they like to say, uh, tranquilo. It's very chill, very laid back. Um, they also have the, the the perception of like the, the East and the sense of like family is what matters. Spending time with your loved ones is what matters. You know, um, it's almost like making, making each day count, not count the days. Well, you know, that saying, um, so the, the vibe here is very chill, very chill. Um, and what's interesting is I like speaking to telling people like, Oh, I'm moving to South America. Oh, I'm moving to this country. You know, people are just like corruption. (laughs) I mean, not to say that that's not something that happens. Or that's there, but I mean, like, what place isn't corrupted? Right. You know, what isn't what place isn't corrupted? You know, and for me, I'm just like I, I feel I feel good here. Like for me, I I feel very much at one. I feel like if anything, I've, I've been able to focus more on myself um, here because um, there's not a lot to do. <laughs> so I have a, a lot of time on my hands to you know really be able to take my practice a bit deeper, my meditation, my yoga, um, definitely like my Reiki, like just, I've, I've been able to really take in that a, a step further because you, I, I have more time. And, um, for me, it's, it's really good for me. It's really good. Um, before I left China, I had a, a reading with my Reiki Reiki teacher. And that was one of the things that she said that like, that's really struck a chord with me is that, for me, I find a lot of emotional and like healing within myself being in different parts of the world. And she was just like, I don't, she's like, your energy in a way is, um, it's like, it's, it's heightened. 
you know, and being in different places. And for me, that just, that just continues to solidify why I live the life that I live, why I like traveling, why I, I love living in different countries. Um, it just feeds my soul. It just, it just, it makes me happy. Like this is, this is me like happy. And I'm, you know, something that, you know, in years before I never thought I would be, you know, and that didn't seem plausible or attainable in a sense. And I'm, I'm just so grateful for it. And I'm just, I'm having a good time. It's still very early, um, here, but, um, so far so good. I'm really enjoying my, my time here. So. Well, that's what's up, man. And we appreciate the call. We're happy to hear that, man. And we're glad cause you was able to get on the phone, man. And, um, we're going to sign out, man, and it's been one of, one for the books. We appreciate you, Larry, and getting on the horn. Absolutely. And uh, we, Thank you for having me. I had so much fun. I like, I love just talking about stuff like this. This is awesome. <laughs> nah, this is dope, man. We appreciate it, man. And um, we're going to roll this one out, man. We'll see y'all next time. Dad, can you hear me? Another one episode in the books. Peace. All right, y'all love.